time. It's all right. So what we 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 picking right back up? Picking right back up. All right. So we're talking about becoming visible instead of invisible. Yes. Um, there are many things that um, blind us. Yes. That blind us, and a lot of times we want to focus on what they did and what they said. Yes. When in fact, we need to talk to the little girl inside of us that yeah. was abandoned, that was muted, and begin to see ourselves through the lenses of God. Because there is so much that needs to be heard from the vessels that he has chosen. Okay? So when you're talking about being invisible, I'm not seen. I, I, I may be in a place but I don't feel that I am being seen for who I am. But where did it start? Maybe it was because um, mama just said, you only speak when you're spoken to. Or maybe it was because dad said, you know what? You're stupid. But that's not what God says about you. It's something about when opposition comes against me. Um, there's a fight. Yes. There's a fight. But when we feel we've been rendered powerless, that's when we start to shrink back into an area that was never meant for us. Yes. Never meant for us. So when you think about um, where you come from, your, your, your background and who raised you, who I think of the story of um, Mephibosheth. Mm, yes. The story of Mephibosheth. Because we're talking about invisibility and becoming visible. We're talking about um, um, bi girl, right? And I know we, we yeah. want to look at yeah. this uh, uh, in a whole aspect, right? So Mephibosheth, if you talk Saul, Okay, Saul and jo Jonathan, well, David and Jonathan were friends, right? And Saul was Jonathan's father. But while they were out in, John, uh, Saul and his dad were out in battle, they were murdered, right? They yes. were murdered. So when the news came to the camp, Mephibosheth's nurse, dropped him running. Mm. He wasn't a baby. He was of an age where he could walk. Yes. He knew what it was like to run. He knew what it was like to play. He yeah. knew what it was he like was to get around on mm -hmm. his own. Yes, yeah. he was five years old. Yes. So picture yourself at five. Mm. And what was going here. on when you were five years old? Yeah. Okay? What was going on in your life and what took place that cause you to become crippled because people see invisibility as crippling because you can yeah. no longer lead and guide yourself. You can no longer maneuver on your own without the assistance of someone else or an aide. So Mephibosheth's issue was that the person who was caring for him, the person that was charged to care for him, to take care of him, dropped him mm. and crippled him in his legs. He found himself in a place 
called Lodabar. Mm. Who's sitting in Lodabar right now still trying to reconcile with the little girl, but you're 40, 30, 50 years old? That's right. This is, these are the things, and I love this topic because yeah. all of us have a little girl inside of us that we need to wave goodbye to. Yes. In order for us to grow into this woman so that we're not sitting in Lodabar without pasture, not um, sitting at the table that was uh, that is ours. That's and funny. that was Mephibosheth's issue. Yes, it was. He yes, was crippled. So he was sent to a place called Lodabar. But when David came to look for him, he said, you want me to go to the sea? Well, yes, because you're the rightful heir. You just agreed with your circumstance. Yes. How long do we agree with the circumstances of our past and we are unable to move beyond it and all we see is the little shell. The little dark girl that people didn't think was pretty. How often do we sit there and we believe the lie that somebody fed us, that somebody told us? How often do we sit in places or we go to our jobs and we dummy down because the little girl is still yet screaming? Yes. When God says, I have searched you. I know you. I beset you behind and before, and I, I lay my hand on you. How often do we do that? How often do we revisit the place where we were crippled? How often do yes. not only do we revisit it, but we make it our home? Yes, we make we it do. a rest place yes because it became comfortable it became comfortable and we wait for somebody to come and say you know what uh, um we want to validate you by saying we think you're pretty now <laughs> we think that you're okay now right pastor you it looks like you have something you might want to say oh um i was look, keeping an eye on the comments but you are right on point. And that's what um, last week we talked about introduction, what Bye Girl is. And today we are talking about the revisit. And I love the way you brought up. We are to revisit it, not okay. save it. And a yes. lot of times, and, and, and for some of us, we are there. <laughs> we don't yes. need to revisit. We are there. You know? Yes. And, and, um, and, and so God is calling us to come out of those places. And yes. um the way that you I can identify, I was just talking to someone yesterday and um, they were saying that an incident, a conflict reminded them of when they were something that when they were a child, how they were treated, you know, yeah. as a child. And I said the best way to come out of it, it reminded me of bye girl. Um, you come out of it by labeling, labeling it when you're going through that conflict and it make you revert back to that place that you, you know, where you feel powerless is the word you mentioned, uh, prophetess Husky, where yes. you feel, um, and I see, uh, uh, Chanel Monique, 
and putting her commas and triggered and that's exactly what it is you have to label those things like abandon yep. this reminds me of when i went through abandonment or when i was abandoned you yep. know this reminds me of when i was rejected reminds me of when i was overlooked because that's what it being invisible it stems it, it creates where you feel overlooked you feel passed over time yep. and time but I just yeah. feel like as we revisit, we're yeah. not here as Prophetess Husky has helped us identify yeah. today. It's important to label those things. We yeah. don't want to label it because it hurts. It's it's not yeah. easy. It's painful. But that's the only if we don't if we don't identify. When I say label, it's also identifying. How can I say, Lord, I realize I'm not fully healed from abandonment because yeah. I have not. Um, identified it outrightly you know if I'm just saying oh it just makes me feel like when I was a child what does that yeah. mean Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel like I was mistreated by my husband when I yeah. was mistreated by this person when I was dropped in life all the yeah. times I was dropped in life what, go further go deeper that's yeah. what this is amen right. right. so I, I'm happy that somebody because I can't see those comments but triggers Let's talk about them because um, if you don't know what your triggers are, as an addictions counselor, I was for years and um, my years in being in human services, um, my clients would come to me with many triggers and some of them didn't know what their triggers were. And, and you have yes. to be able to openly discuss them. Listen, yes. growing comes with pain. Yes, There's some is. amount of pain when you want to grow or outgrow a thing. Outgrowing something can be painful as growing into it. Okay? So triggers, listen, it, it is a cause, an event, or a situation that happens that takes you back to something else. It, it, I call it a familiar place. Yes. Those little um, um, dings, I call them for those familiar dings that will trigger something in your mind or in your spirit. For me, it's songs and smells. Certain things trigger a response in my yeah. brain to yeah. remind me of a situation that was unfavorable. But if I had not spoken about these things first to God, then if I had don't address it within, within myself, I will stay stuck and that yes. little girl will start yes. to rise up yes. and then I'm in a place and I repeat a cycle that yes. was never meant for me to repeat because yes. what happens with the triggers is it stirs up feelings and emotions but if yes. I cannot identify the feeling I'm not able to heal it that's right that's that's good if you can't identify the feeling a lot of people will come and say, um, um, how do you feel? And when you say fine, nah, that's not a feeling. That's, that's not a feeling. Because us. we've gotten so accustomed to lying, covering up, and hiding behind dysfunction that dysfunction has become a way of life. That's right. So when people who norm. Yeah are striving to function they look foreign and alien to you and to me yes. because guess what nobody knows your triggers 
But the world should not have to walk on eggshells trying not to trigger me. That's right. That's so we right. need to stop writing these things out. What are my yeah. triggers? What's the thing that gets me going back to that place that I fought hard to come out of or the place that I don't even want to touch? That's right. Because there are so many places that we just want to gloss over and not deal with them because and, the pain and, is real. And, and I just want to slide in right here and say, you said mm -hmm. so many places that, um, you know, we just gloss over and we don't want to touch. This is what we talked about last week. Um, and this is going to be a theme of this, how um, we don't examine these places, but yet and still we act from within, from out of, as a result of these places. We act out of these places. How we talked yes. about and by girls. Some of us are still there. We don't got to revisit because we're there. We actually yes. need to pack our bags and move is really yes. what we need to do. Find a new location, you know, mm -hmm. but, but that's the only way we're going to identify. We, we have all asked the question, oh, why do I act the way I act at some point in time in our life? Or why yes. did you, you to say one thing but something else came out your mouth you said you was going to act one way but you ended up lashing out and going off it's coming from that same place that we continue yes. to gloss over yes and what we need to learn to do though really um and i, I really like this and and we need to learn to show each other grace yes yes we don't extend grace um I failed. But we there. want it though, but we want we, it. <laughs> but we want it. And that's normally how it goes. The people that need the most grace never show grace, right? True. And that was something that I prayed to God like, Lord, help me in the grace space because grace and love go hand in hand. Yes. Grace and love go hand in hand. Then comes forgiveness. See, because if I can't forgive, I don't love, right? So I was extended, I was extended yeah. grace by almighty God that said, I see who you are. I know where you come from. I know the abuses that you suffered. And I just need you to show the same level of grace that you want me to show to you, but now extended to your brother and your sister and you love them into wholeness. We will never be perfected. But guess what? God always extends an opportunity for us to get it right. That's the truth. Things the may never, they might not go well. But when you know to go to the well, that's when we can be replenished. And then you say, God, show me me. But Lord, I need you to help me to outgrow the little girl that was so bruised and and broken yeah. that she really didn't even want to receive your love amen that's because truth. some of us are afraid to receive god's love because we're still in that girl place we still have on the baby tiaras when in fact god has already said we earned the big girl tiaras but yes. we stay with the crown that's we right stay in a place in a playpen when really he's preparing us for a palace, right? Yes. But once Psalm one thirty nine right always from the playpen to the palace, <laughs> from the playpen to the palace, and I want my crown. We may not get it right 
all the time, but we're talking about bad girl and the triggers and rejection is a big trigger when it comes to us women and growing outside of our girlish ways. I talk to myself, right? But when I go back to Psalm 139, and listen, verse 7 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. Which version are you reading from? Yes. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. (laughs) So this is verse 13 and 14. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. But do we really know it? See, this is a psalm of david right and 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 this psalm talks about how god chose us before the beginning of time so when you think about that he knew you would mess up he knew our insecurities and our proclivities he knew the things that we would come to like he knew the things that would make us tick even if it didn't follow his guidelines so he made me you're muted. You're muted. So, thank if you. God, listen, let's take, check this out because we talk. I'm talking about rejection right now uh, because I'm talking about invisibility to visible. Um, um, so rejection will render you invisible quickly. When, 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 so when, when, when the young man, so we we come from being and born to being groomed by our parents and our family. And now we've come to an age where we want other people, our peers to see us, right? We want our peers to accept us. But what happens when we don't fit into the group? What happens when they decide they don't want us? That's rejection. So if you experience rejection from the people who are supposed to care for you, how how does that impact you as you grow and other people reject you? When your peers reject you on top of your loved ones, now you really feel like you don't have a space or a place. Yeah, so therefore, but according, we become people pleasers then, big time, some of, because of that. Some of us do. Some of us do. Yes. But then some of us go to the opposite end and we become self-centered. That's true. So there's always two sides to the story. You can have those that turn inward. I was the inward abuser. I abused myself. There is nothing nobody can say to me that can hurt me more than I hurt me. That's my truth. That's the little girl that I talk to daily. Because remember, this is a process. This this didn't happen overnight. So it doesn't always go away overnight nobody can inflict pain on me no more than i can right because i don't i didn't have siblings i don't have siblings so it was always me on my own so that little girl grew up creating a space for herself 
right? Yes. Had people around me, but I still was alone. So when you hear, when you read this, that he made every delicate part. This was a part of my healing process and growing out of the rejected place into that accepted place with God and myself. Because self-acceptance is great. That is something that has to happen. We have to agree with heaven and then agree with what God says is for us. That's right. Triggers. Rejection. Rejection is so mean that rejection will cause you to kill relationships that God has orchestrated to live. I've been very vocal about this with my friend group. I've been, I'm, I'm always upfront about that. Like, listen, I don't make friends well, and I'm trying. I know that about me. I, I, I'm, I'm a loner. But I want to have friends. I, I love I love people, you know. I just didn't learn well how to socialize outside of me. I've been vocal about that since I became an adult, and, and it's been recent. Um, and I said I became an adult recently because <laughs> our love languages. Right? That's, that's what our love about, language so growing us up that's what it's about growing us up <laughs> right look rejection will keep you bound yes it rejection will. that came about from childhood and it was um fostered and groomed and nourished throughout our life guess what it will cause us to become disorganized. It will cause us to become callous. It will cause us to become offset. Because once rejection sets in, you're easily offended. And anybody that is offended, we're talking to these little girls now, anybody that can be offended, you are off-ended. You're off and you're ended, meaning when you're off, you're not usable. You cannot be used for what you're called to be used for. And then if you're ended, it's dead. Yes. So we want to yes. cancel that. We want to cancel that little girl that is in that space because we want to learn to love one another so that we can be beacons of light for real. I, one thing I, I always share in any group or anything that I, any fellowship that I'm in, please don't let me hear women say, I don't like women. That's an issue. Because according to Psalm 139 and 113, it says, um, listen, uh, uh, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. So we can't tell God that he made a mistake and he's wrong. And we're going to be loved by him and we don't love what he created. That is the same image as I am. That's right. Right? We That's have to true. learn to change our verbiage. It's okay to be vulnerable in safe spaces. Yes. Anybody who reads my bio, I want to be a safe space. I want to be who I needed when I was coming up and who I needed when I was out of order and a wreck. 
Mm-hmm. A safe space for the little girl to unpack and then be poured into to grow up so that you can become visible. Not visible um, to take credit for what God has done because I'm not here because of me. I should have died a long time ago. I'm here because of a merciful God. I'm not here because I have all the answers. I'm here because of a merciful God that has shown me some things. I don't see all things yet. And I'll never see all things outside of him. Right? Because if we see it all, we know it all, we don't need him. That's right. That's right. We got it all together, right? Don't Brothers have it together. Uh-huh. I want to remember too, um, God gave you, um, and even though I know you're sharing that insight and revelation with us right now, but the topic you had was let her go. Talk about that. Okay. Let I her go. That thing just huh? stick is I will not ever forget that. It just sticks in my mind. Let her go. You know, it's the same, it's this along the same lines as by girl. But yes. I know God has given you some specific things that goes with let her go. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I was at a time of my life where um I was about to get married, and it was my choice, it wasn't God's choice. Um, and 43 days before the wedding, he died. And my whole life, the life I created changed in 15 minutes. We left the house together. We were supposed to end up in the same general location. He was starting a new job. I was going to my job and I made it to my destination. And he has ended on 695 and 83. So during that time, I had to leave work for 30 days. I'm working in mental health. Um, That's what I love to do. Uh, And now my mental health is being challenged. And I'm like, God, how did I get here? I'm driving Mm -hmm. up a one-way street. And because now my life and my finances are tied up in this one situation. Right. Because I'm I'm planning a wedding and I put down payments down and um, he's no longer showing up. And I think that I see him and I'm taking things out of the refrigerator, putting them in cabinets and I'm taking things and put them in the wrong place because now my mind is challenged. My blood pressure has shot up and I can't sleep. So what does God in his infinite wisdom do in his unfailing love? He's starts to talk to me. He starts to speak to the one that has rebelled. He starts to speak to the one who he's already called, but I'm running from it and I made a choice. So he says, this this is what you will do. And I'm praying one day and I say, God, I just need to know that you you haven't forgotten me. I need you to tell me. And I heard it so clear. I already have. And I jump up and I'm looking around. And there's nobody there because God is reassuring that, you know what? I knew this day would come, but you're here. I love the way that um, even though, like you said, I made a choice. I you mean, acknowledge it. 
do. You know, because a lot of times we we want we we fail to um, acknowledge that because we want somebody or something to blame. And even though that the choice didn't work out, you still had a mind call to, to seek the Lord instead of remaining in a place of shame, guilt, and condemnation. Beating ourselves—that's what we do. We beat ourselves up because we be like, "Well, I'm the one that put myself here," and all of those things and we be pouncing on us, and we just stay there and never call out to God for help. So yeah, I like that. So I was up one night and I was just writing a poem. And um, and that's what started to happen. I just started to write. And and I was like, God, like, what am I gonna do with this? I still I still have it on a disc and everything. I never really did what I need to do yet. But let her go came one day. I, I started revisiting my childhood. Mm -hmm. All the things that I desired. All the things that I aspired to be and to do. And I started just thinking about how I felt at that moment. Yes. Like my whole life blew up. And I started thinking about skating, playing jacks, uh, pickup sticks, riding <laughs> bikes, right? Mm. Yeah. But then the hurricane like because my dad died when i was younger and he was my person he was my person and i'm like lord wow some of this stuff really impacted me in a way that has affected all of my relationships i can't yeah. see certain things beyond the trauma that i suffered so yeah. Every relationship, so that death triggered a grief process that I had refused to deal with. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I heard, let her go. Wow. That was a trauma that I experienced, even at the time, I had not told my mother. I hadn't shared with anyone. I hadn't, I hadn't told them. They always focused on my behavior and talked about me behind my back or around mm -hmm. me, but never to me. Yes. They didn't talk mm -hmm. to I mean, me, ask me what yeah. happened. They just mm -hmm. spoke about the behavior. So people will look at me and say, oh, she's so hard and stern. You haven't lived my life. That's right. You didn't live my life. Mm -hmm. You weren't with me at five years old. Drag being dragged to, from woman to woman's house and being abused. You weren't there. Mm -hmm. You weren't there when mm -hmm. I was assaulted. You, you weren't there for that. But I heard, let her go, the little girl that felt trapped. Only years later to be in a situation to feel trapped again. So it's a process. It's yes, a process. it is. Process. And I'm yep. still navigating with the help of the Lord, navigating some of those spaces that were that were buried. But we've got to get to a point where we allow people just to be. See, my testimony and my sharing uh, doesn't uh, um, it doesn't bind me. 
Yes. It doesn't bind me. And my tears now are not because I am buried under. It's because yes. I'm overcoming. And somebody Amen. needs to understand that. That yes. your healing is in you unpacking some it's of those growing right. things. Yes. Yes. Where you felt like people locked you up. See, because I, I have this question and I'm going to put it out here. What do you do when your captor is you? Woo! Ooh, that's a good one. I'm putting that in the comments. I wrote, I, I have, I've been hearing it for the last few days and I, it came back to me today. And then the scripture came, Jeremiah 31 and 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. But what do you do when your character is you? Mm. Yes, because, that's a good one. That's because John 3, 16 tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave. Anything that you give is a gift. All of my bumps, my bruises, my trials, my tribulations, they weren't even for me. They were for other people. How yeah. dare I stay stuck and hold myself in a prison that God has freed me from? And then I choose not to like you, and I become offended, off and ended, and I won't share where God has brought me from because I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. To stay captive. Yeah. I'm choosing not to serve. I'm choosing. I'm, cho I'm choosing to stay too, um, in that place. And that's what causes us to be one age, but mentally and emotionally, where whatever that point of that interception point of trauma, that's the real Stop. age that we are. That's how we act. Yeah. And, and, and also in those places, it sometimes can feel hopeless. I've been there. And especially when you got family members that they're comfortable with being here. And you be like, well, this that must be how it is it, it, supposed to be for me too. You yes. know, it just feels yes. hopeless like you can't overcome. You want to overcome and then just not having the tools or the skills, yes. you give up yes. easily and um and just bury it like you said. But that's what this is about, to, to um, raise awareness that we can come out of stuck places. We can yeah. let go our inner child. We yeah. can say, I, girl, revisit her. And also, when we revisit her to identify those things that Prophetess Husky talked about, also give her those things that she didn't get then. Because that's what's making her still act up now. <laughs> she was yeah. looking for about then she was she needed some love then she needed some um compassion we can we can yeah. give that to that girl today you know that you ever yeah. made and and specifically teach us how to do that you ever made the statement you know i wish i would have known then what i know now right yeah well but now we know. know and now we know now we now know. We know and you i'm sorry sheena that you was not validated as a as a child but today yeah. you know who you are that is 
an example of giving to that inner girl what she didn't get then, yeah. whatever it is. And it's several yeah. things. Validation, love, compassion, um, care, investment, you know, yeah. having people just not even care about you, just do the bare minimum being neglected. Well, now no, give those things back to her so you can let her go. That's why that's why I like let her go. <laughs> yeah. And with that um comes forgiveness. Okay. Yes. So we, we talked about the invisibility, we talked about the rejection. We talk about triggers but forgiveness plays a major part and role That's into it. healing in my healing journey I, I i learned this when when he died those years ago um you have to forgive and forgive right away yes don't hold people hostage because it binds you when we choose not to forgive I become, I become a prisoner all over again. Yes. I'm the one that's locked up. Not the yeah, offender yeah. Or, who, or who we think is an yeah. offender. Because sometimes all of our feelings are not steeped in reality. All of us, they're just not. They, 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 they come from a place, but they don't have to be real. Um, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But, this is how I hear it. Forgive, address, confess, then possess. Amen. Okay. I'm going to put that in the chat, but we have a question. Do you see yeah. it on the screen? I, Say um, it again. How do you oh, I see it. I see it. How do we forgive right away? This is what I learned. I started practicing something within me. I start asking when I start feeling offended and I feel it rising up, I start taking a self inventory. Am I feeling this because this person is truly the offender? Am I feeling this because they are wrong? Am I feeling this because they're right and I don't want to deal with it? Do yes. I feel this way because they're in a place or they're touching a spot that is still raw? Now, if it is true that it is an actual offense, you reconcile with it quickly. Yes. If it is something that can be discussed or should be discussed, you say, this is how I feel. Feel. This is how this made me feel. Once you discuss it, let it go. That's right. And, and it's if a you have, decision. Yes. You, make a, you have to make a choice. Yes. This is why I'm saying the love and forgiveness go hand in hand. Because if I truly love, I go to God and I say, Lord, <laughs> I've done this. Lord, you know how this made me feel. Help me to see it your way, but I want to forgive them and I give them to God. It's in your hands. And when I feel it rising up, I revisit scripture and I pray for myself, not for them. 
Because we'll begin to pray for the person when in fact our prayers are to adjust our attitude. Right, that's right. I always say, um, always quote Mary J. Blige. She should give me some, um, some royalties or something. I always use this. She said, forgiveness is for you. I'm, the apology is for the other person. And that is so very true. That's just like, it reminded me when you were talking about sexual abuse. I remember being abused sexually multiple times, right? I yeah. thought in my childhood mind that I thought was so advanced that, oh, I know all the signs. I know when to expect it. Because, you know, you want to think of how to prevent it. So yeah. then it happened uh, one time and I held, my, I held myself accountable for a long time saying, you should have seen that coming. You should have this. Right. You should have that. You should have that, you know? Right. That's I had to go back to that place and forgive myself. How yeah. about as a child, you should never be put in a position to yeah. have to defend yourself or protect mm -hmm. yourself in that mm -hmm. way. So that's an example of forgiving ourselves. And just like when we stay, when we grow bitter, when we choose not to forgive, that still is a choice. So just like yeah. we can choose those things, we can choose, you know what? I'm going to examine me in this. Yeah. Not to say you anything wrong or you didn't do anything wrong, but it can serve as a teaching moment and a, and a place of growth. And yes. it is a choice. And, and let me say this, because I don't want anybody to think that it's always easy. I am not saying that. It took a long time for me to get to this place where I can say, you know what, God, that's not for me to touch. I'm giving it to you and I'm going to do what you say. I forgive them and now I'm moving to this space because if, if I stay there, if I stay there, my feelings and emotions are going to take on a life of their own. That's yes, the one thing about, un about unforgiveness. It gets ugly. And once bitterness sets, listen, once the unforgiveness sets into your heart, it sprouts bitter roots. It sprouts yes, it bitter roots. And then you become a reflection of what you don't even like the visibility see because it's one thing from going from being invisible to being visible but then you become visible and don't even like what you see that's right yeah that's the truth we got to say bye girl and it's yeah. a process and we yes, gotta choose i'm letting her go. I had somebody that used to call me Lolita, and I don't know how many people still go by their nicknames and all that kind of stuff. My mom gave me a name, but somebody it else was. decided that they, that they were going to give me a name. And sometimes we go by names that aren't even for us. They're not even qualities that right. are supposed to be attached to us. Mm. Okay? So we have to understand, in order for us to come from those Little girls coming out of rejection, coming out of bitterness, coming out of self-loathing. Um, because once we start re feeling rejection, we start to take on some things and we start to self-loathe and we don't like what we see. But then we go to the scripture and he tells us who we are. We are called beloved of God. Yes, I, we are beloved of God, greatly loved. We are chosen people, royal priesthood, chosen generation, right? So that forgiveness, we've got to learn to forgive and to forgive right away. We take it to God. 
lead the lead them there. We give all of our thoughts to him. Negative, even negative thoughts. Some people been taught you don't say that to God. You don't question God. I beg to differ. Yeah, right. I beg to differ. If we can't go to God, who can we go to? Right. If we don't have an understanding, go to God for the understanding. And like I said, all the time forgiving is not as easy. I'm not saying that at all because there are some things that stick with you longer, but I'm trying to give you some pointers as to how to overcome in that place of unforgiveness and hurt, of, of, of um, being bruised and damaged and um, hit and dinged so hard that sometimes it makes me dizzy. Yes. My process, no, seriously, sometimes it's blinding. It's blinding. When you've been um, sexually abused, molested, abused, and then raped, um, you know, that kind of changes your perspective on yes, life situation. Changes your worldview. Yes, it does. And, and it, it makes you bristle up and toughen up a little bit in areas that you shouldn't. So forgiving people for those types of violations can be rather troublesome. Like downright. For sure. It, it really changes that process for a, a lot of people. Again, I'm a barrier. I was one to, I was one to like shove, uh, uh, stuff it down in a box and put it out my mind. And then, um, you know, I created a space where um, uh, what appeared to be toughness was really yeah. just a fence mechanism. Yeah. Right. But that's a, that that was a, a part of me that I didn't speak about openly. Now I do. I can. I yes. can. You know, when you are um, put in a place at an age where it was not time, you develop yes. feelings and emotions that you're not yet ready to deal with. Yeah. So yeah. forgiveness played a big part. Rejection, um, you got to forgive. Uh, um, abandonment, you must forgive. And then you go to God. And you start reading the scripture. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, mm -hmm. People want to know where was God in that? Guess yes. what? That's, that's the age old question. That's where was saying. God? Well, guess what? Yeah. God is sovereign and he will always do right. Was he in that act? No, he was not. But he was there uh, uh, to, 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 to bring me yeah. in and say, I love you, baby. And give me the where with all to be able to do the things that I had done up to this 50 years of life and he kept me alive. Amen. Amen. So with Amen. That, yes. Choose to forgive. Choose to love. Choose to be great. Yeah. Choose to be great. You, we've we've yeah. got we've to make a choice to love because love is not, not just a command, it's a choice. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's a truth. And, and like you talked about earlier, knowing about what love is, love is unconditional. It's not contingent on if you love me, I'll love you. If you treat me this right. way, I'll love you. Love is unconditional right. and it 
basically has to be a choice in order to to be able to uh, love somebody that way. Yes. You know, it, it shouldn't be yes. contingent, but because love was contingent in our upbringing, you know, mm -hmm. or it seemed like it was, yes. that's, how, that's where we learned that from, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We did. We we yeah, learned so that there were three. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It, no, I was saying let's... we learned we learned that there are prerequisites to loving. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, exactly. what I've come to realize, if you don't understand and receive the real true love of God, we won't be able to love each other. But he came to love us. He came because of love, right? It was always relational. So if my vertical relationship is good, my horizontal yes. relationship should fall in line, right? And the more we know of God's love, is it, that's the more we can let go of the little girl and really say goodbye. Because listen, to be honest, um, some of those spaces um, when I was a little girl were great. They were familiar places. This is how yes. we stay in relationships too long. We stay in some relationships too long because we found a familiar spot to less to land. We found something familiar that we hold onto like a blanket, and we don't want to let it go because we feel like we're being disloyal. We feel mm -hmm. like we're going to lose a piece of us. But how is it we feel like we're losing in places that just destroyed and altered pieces of us that were never meant to be touched. Yeah. That's why we gotta fall yeah. in love with God over and over and over again. Even when we mess up, he loves us. That's some people can't even receive the true love of God. And we always thinking that when we make a mistake, he's there waiting to chastise us. Mm -hmm. And that's not that that's is not, not the love of God. He's not yeah. that kind of God. It took me a minute to unring. That's right. Yes. He will hold us accountable, no doubt. Yes. But if you see him as a God that is holding belts and knives and clubs and sticks and all these things to, to bash us, when he says, come unto me, all ye who, uh, uh, who, who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, my yoke upon you and learn of me. You gotta read the God of Scripture, not the God that they see and told you about. That's true, and that's what a personal relationship is—not what you heard about God, not you know what what you were taught or what was instilled, but what did you yes. learn on about God? That's yes. what relationship with God means. Not yes. because oh I church for years every week but what mm -hmm. did you learn about that on your own uh -huh. and, yeah and and that's the thing that's the thing the last thing i'm going to say is this mm -hmm. be mindful to always always trust god with everything concerning you yeah. you yeah. gotta trust them uh, sometimes it's not easy but again, we're on a learning curve. We're on a learning curve. But the more we know about God, 
the more we learn about his love. Because he says love is patient, love is kind, right? Love does not puff itself up, right? So if you're dealing with people who say that they love you and it's tit for tat, it's mean and it's unkind, chances are the love is faulty. And we have to be mindful of how we love ourselves. That's the truth. Because if I'm looking at me based on what you say about me, I'm trying to tell God that he made a mistake. If I'm basing how I see me based on what they say about me, I'm always going to stick with the little girl that is holding on for dear life. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. No. Today is the day to stop being your own captor and seeing yourself through God's lenses so that he can manifest the woman that he has already ordained before the foundation of the world that you would be great and mighty in the earth realm. That's right. Somebody needs to hear your voice. Somebody needs to hear the testimony that I made it through. Yes, they abused my body, but I'm still useful. Yes, they tormented my mind, but I'm still useful. Yes, I abused me, but God saw me differently. I chose to make a decision. I chose to go into that nasty place. I chose this individual I knew would not be good, but God says that you are you are a light shining on a hill because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Today is today to get free and the way we do that is acknowledging confess confess then we possess then you gotta make sure you're in a safe space listen to this this has been coming since I've been preparing for this a lot of times our greatest help let me make sure I'm looking in the right camera our greatest <laughs> help comes from the person we don't like. Mm. They hold the key to our freedom. The person that we don't want to talk to, it goes back to the rejection and that, you know, age old thing of being offended. It's the bait of Satan. The person that we feel that we don't want to connect to. A lot of times it's because of the little girl that's within us because we resemble or we, we, we assign, we attach something to them from a place that was painful. Yes. And that is generally the person that has something to give that will help us to get from zero to five. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes too, that is true, Prophetess Husky. And it's also on the other end of the spectrum, is um is something in them that you wish you had but feel you can't. Absolutely. And it's not true, but it's just it that it just it's that it stops you from receiving from them. You yes. know, and this is why we as women and as people, we help build each other up, you know, instead yes. of I like you because you know really you, that's where envy jealousy and strife come in at 
how about you know we that's why it's so important that we we be willing to help people get to be the best version of themselves because if it's something in me that you you could have somebody helped me so let me help you but let me help you let is the key word amen yeah listen in order for me to grow up i had to hear some hard things um and it's it wasn't until i took a moment to actually address why i couldn't hear i had to address why i couldn't hear and it was All simply right. because Oh. a little bit <laughs> We're back. I, had to, I had to address that that's about growing up why couldn't I hear and it stemmed from something way back when way back when because I had to create for myself a space that made me feel valuable right as a little girl right um, feeling invisible. Now here comes this person who doesn't know me trying to tell me something about me. Yes. We make that thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You don't know me. Now it's okay if it's somebody you you value. And that's that's part that's another issue too. We may you may want to talk about that at some other time, but we have to be willing. We yes. have to be willing to have hard conversations with people yes. that we love, with people that we have in our space. We have to be willing to have the conversation and say, you know what, you're right about that. And I, I apologize if that came out wrong. We have to. We, we have, have to be to. willing to listen to the people we say we love, say to us, you know what, I didn't like how, I didn't like that. I don't think that that was okay. Yeah. Whether we're right or wrong, right or not, and say, you know what? I apologize. It didn't come out the way I did. Accountability. That's what, you know, us taking, being willing. Accountability is a choice too. Yep, it's a choice too. And and as as we um close for the day, yeah. I want to um that Along the journey of this process is going to come your your um help is going to come from 